solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 15 The Unbreakable Vow Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. I'm Alex. And this is Potter Watch. I don't know if it translated, but that seemed like perfectly in sync. Yeah, I it's I hope it translates for you guys because I'm feeling pretty good about ourselves. Um we're on chapter 15, the unbreakable vow. I don't know about you, but I feel like we are zooming through this. <laughs> zooming. <laughs> um, but going very quickly through this book. Well, that's what I I keep on waiting for it to get boring, and it just hasn't yet, Molly. I don't think of this as a boring book necessarily because I know that it's short. So, like, they cram a lot. She crams a lot in this book. But didn't you say that you thought that you didn't like this book because you felt like there was a lull? I, I don't like how dark it gets. Oh. I, well, I hope, maybe I said a lull, but I don't think that's how I felt about it necessarily. I just, like, it makes me very uncomfortable at certain parts, but I haven't even really hit that. Like, I know for sure Sectumsembra, this chapter was a little cringy for me, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, but, like, not in maybe the way you would expect like I'll I mean I'll talk about when we get to it but like the whole part when Malfoy like is at the party I was like oh this is like making me uncomfortable (laughs) like I don't know there's just oh interesting I we are gonna have like very opposing notes about that section (laughs) I don't yeah I don't know if I'm gonna like follow through on that like wholeheartedly but there was like I'll I'll talk about it but like yeah we'll talk about it when we get there I didn't mean to like put you on the spot no no um I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Like, I do like this chapter, but not necessarily as a whole. Like, I like certain parts of it. Oh, okay. I liked this chapter, but... I I mean, I gave it pretty high points. Another spoiler for the end here, but um, I, like... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's when it's starting to change. Like, you know, the Malfoy plot's really coming up, so... Oh, it's happening. It's it's happening. We're in it now. Yeah, like... Yes, for sure. And I think because I know what that's going to mean, I was like preparing my body of anxiety. (laughs) I have so many notes for this chapter. I don't know if all of them are great notes, but I was just a twittering away writing my notes. I feel like I didn't have that many notes, so I'm glad you have a lot to talk about. Um, (laughs) But before we start, I think, is that an owl coming in through the window (laughs) um we have a little itunes review um from miriam deval 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 um who can we just pause really quick miriam deval sounds like a broadway star yes from like the 30s yes miriam deval Well, Miriam has been a goddamn gem and has been responding to all of our folklore um, ships and presenting their own ideas, which has been awesome, which I know this was like three weeks ago to like present, like when you're listening to this, but um, Miriam, you're appreciated and you're a gem. You're a gem and we love you. Um, So this is what Miriam says. Uh, The subject is freaking love this podcast. Um, I've listened to the books thousands of times, and I love that now I'm listening along with Molly and Alex, and I can see the book differently. It adds more magic to the experience. Molly and Alex are complete and total gems. She called us gems. Gems. Wow. Um, so thank wow. you for that review, Miriam. Thank you, Miriam. I hope that you listen long enough to get to where we shout you out, because we really really appreciate you and um, all of your kind words indeed yes I thought at, actually I thought at first that you knew this person because like most of the time like our Instagram is people we know yeah and I was excited to see that this was a new person a new a new friend 
Um, but anyway, back to the chapter. So Unbreakable Vow. Um, what did you rename it? Um, I renamed it A Yuletide Discovery. I had a hard time naming it. Me too, obviously. <laughs> well, because I was like, okay, I'm glad you went with something kind of simple because that's what I did too. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, for, I just thought, well, like right before we got on, I thought of a secondary title. So I'll just give you both. Um, mm-hmm. First, I just said like gate crashing as the name of the title because like I feel like in theory, there's like more than one gate crashing here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was like, this the word unbreakable obviously makes me think of like unbreakable um yes my rename was um breakable draco malfoy (laughs) woof (laughs) woof i feel like that's a chapter title for a few chapters yeah um what did you haiku it you might want to go first because mine is bad. <laughs> okay. It ju- mine just summarizes the chapter. There's no flair. There's no nuance. Mine has a tiny flair. Okay. I want to hear yours. Okay. Oh, wait, does that mean that I should go first? I don't know. We should end with the best. <laughs> All right. Luna's Harry's date. Romayne wars weighed on Draco's plans confirmed. Nice. Very, very apt and to the point. Just to the point. I couldn't work Draco into my haiku, so that's why I wanted to do the title around him. But yeah. um, mine is uh, on similar lines, though. We needed Luna because Ron's been a buffoona. <laughs> <laughs> Herms got revenge. <laughs> I just made it rhyme. For some reason, I was like really locked into ending that first one with Luna. And then even though nothing rhymes with Luna, I was like, everything must work with this now. And I kind of liked Buffuna. So I was like, I'm yeah, going to. I'm going to say 10 out of 10 Buffuna is ingenious. So. Um, is a Buffuna incredible ron is a buffoon uh, my uh, anger at ron continues through this chapter oh same i have so much rage i i have so much rage i almost shipped harmony i was like so but not as like a real ship i just wanted the same i wanted to take um harmony to the yule ball just to make ron mad you know I mean, I was so mad I was shipping Hermione and Cormac. <laughs> Excuse me, Al. <laughs> uh, Cormione. You know what the real thing is? What, the, what it really wanted me to do is I wanted Hermione to take the for, first port key to Bulgaria and just snog Crumb. Bring him back. Bring him to the party. Oh, my, could you imagine? He would have come in a second. Would you, if, oh, my God, J.K. Rowling, what were you thinking? He would have flown his little broomstick right over there. Oh, my God, that would have been genius. I'm so mad that he has a little broomstick. I'm sure he has a very good-sized A good-sized broomstick. I I heard it, but I was just going to leave it alone because I think the idea of her, like, the pettiness level of her owling crumb. But the thing is, she still doesn't know that that's why Ron is acting that way. No, she has no idea. I... Another spoiler. I'm just just throwing out my cards. Just throw them all out there. I loved Hermione's pettiness in this chapter. Hard same. <laughs> Hard same. Love, love, love. Um, but to my actual notes, first notes, I guess I should say. Um, oh boy, oh boy, Lav Lav is here. <laughs> she has 
arrived, okay? And she is getting it. <laughs> um, I love the description that Lavender seemed displeased any moment she wasn't snogging Ron. Hilarious. Oh, just um, Barry's interpretation of what's happening is what we all needed. It's what we all wanted. It's what we all needed. Like with the whole mistletoe stuff. Okay, but the mistletoe stuff is, well, first off, I just want to note that I would be so giggly about mistletoe if this, if I went to Hogwarts. Like it's just everywhere. It's odd. Like I would think at a preparatory school, we wouldn't be encouraging snogging. I think Hogwarts is a little bit, like, raunchy. Like, it encourages, like, it encourages mischief, Hogwarts, in general. So, I, I it makes sense to me. Like, I'm, there's just so many, like, nooks and secret crannies, like, just to get up, to get up to your business in. <laughs> we have yet to get clarity around the prefix bathroom situation. I think we know what, I think we're clear. I, I think we're clear. Um, Prefects, it comes with a lot of privileges. I, yeah, I do love the mischief of Hogwarts and that, like, you are a little bit encouraged to, like, learn how to bend the rules and stuff like that. Um, in a weird way, this is reminding me of a conversation I had with my brother recently. And my brother's um, in the Marines, um, which is weird to say, but... Um, he is friends with all these guys from the Naval Academy, including his, like, roommate. And he was, like, you would think that, like, because they went to the Naval Academy, like, they would be, like, very disciplined. Um, but he was, like, what one of the guys said was, like, we basically, like, learned how to, like, bend the rules enough that we could get away with whatever we wanted and did not learn discipline at all. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I bet your brother is probably more disciplined yeah. The yeah. And he, Sean, my brother, was not quite complimentary of all of the young gentlemen coming out of the Naval Academy. <laughs> but I think for the most part, like, his roommate's uh, very nice. I've talked to him once on Zoom. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, it just, like, kind of reminded me of that. No, right, that, like, the Naval Academy is Hogwarts, and... <laughs> Even though Hogwarts never puts out the impression that they're disciplining their students. Yeah, not at all. They if anything, will get anything, they have the distinct uh, impression that they are not disciplining anyone. Well, they definitely get punished. And Newt's commander. I think that they do get punished. Like, they do have detention a lot. But that's, like, part of it. It's, like, you need something to, like, get... You, like, you don't want to get detention, so, like, you're trying to get away with right. it but yeah the whole expelling thing is arbitrary at best just like the point system <laughs> just like Hogwarts um I have a note to run it goes as follows I'm ready look Ron you are obnoxious end of letter I have a note, a, a note to Ronald as well that comes up multiple times throughout the chapter. You could call it a howler. Ron, you are in the wrong. <laughs> Molly, W. Oh boy. Uh, I just, um, I'm a free agent. All right, Ron, calm down. Calm down about it. Number two, you literally can't be mad about Crumb, Ron. You're not allowed to take that out on her. You, you, lit, you weren't dating when she was with Crumb. In fact, you made fun of her because you thought that no one would be interested in her. That is what I remember from that time, Ronald. So yeah. she was a free agent. So why don't you take yourself off of that high horse uh, I want to quote a song that I've been listening to a lot recently. Is it from Folklore? It's not. It's not. Um, but Folklore has been putting me in a um, 
Casey Musgrave mood. And she has a song called High Horse. Um, and it, the song's premise is basically like, you're being an asshole so you can ride off on your high horse. And it's really great. So it's that. like, Ron, you can ride off on your high horse. Goodbye. Hermione's going to be having just as good of a time without you. Um, it's almost worse that he admits about the part about like going, like she, well, she did invite me to the, um, whatever. Yeah, it's worse that he recognized that this was good. And he's like, but she didn't say it. I'm like, um, she shouldn't have to. She already had to ask you out. And I'm not saying like gender norms. I'm just saying like, she already made a move. It's your turn to return the move. Um, and then I have poor Harry though. We've all been in this situation where we're in the middle of a fight and like, or like specifically where we're in the middle of like two friends that like each other or something. It's like a bad place to be. I think, I really appreciate that he is like prioritizing both friendships. He's not like trying, like, I, I think he's making a good tactic. Me too. I think he's doing well. And then I have a little sass to Harry that says, oh, now you want Hermione to take away Weeze's products when they directly affect you, Harry. This whole conversation is a big old yikes, though. So there, Hermione is warning Harry about the love potion that is coming from Romilda Vane. And woof. Um, it's a big wolf indeed. Love potions should be banned in the wizarding world. They do not promote consent for sure. Yeah, and Hermione like says like they're not illegal, they're not dangerous, and I'm just like, what is the, what are we being told about the wizarding world? And we're just like this working assumption that like love potions are fine, and I'm like. They are not any sense. But we're already, we're, but it's, she's, she who must not be named is really contradicting herself here because here they're seen, love potions are seen as like, seen as like, oh, cute little childhood game that you can play. And then with Mrs. Weasley, it's also seen as like, oh, it's just the push he needed. But then we are directly um, correlating that to uh, comparing that to Moropi giving a love potion to Voldemort's dad and keeping him enslaved for like multiple years to the point that she feels so guilty that she kills herself. Now, these two are in the same media. Right. And just, like, the other implications, which aren't necessarily explicit, but that it's, like, a date rape drug. No, it's 100% a date rape drug. Yeah, and, like, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure date rape drugs are illegal. (laughs) In the muggle world. The wizarding world has different rules on date rape drugs, apparently. Like, what is a plus of having love potions as, like, legal? There isn't one. There isn't one. Like, and I'm not even, like, the individuals in the book, like, I don't know where to fall on judgment. Like, I don't know if I should be, like, judging Fred and George because there is this, like, like, the wizarding world has this, like, I don't know. I certainly judge Ramilda Vane, but I don't judge Forge. Yeah, they're, like, selling, like, I mean... I mean, we should us judge. in our world are judging them, certainly, but, like, being in the context of the world, it's, like, they don't, they, there isn't a stigma, it seems, as bad, like, although Harry right. clearly, like, um, it seems dangerous to me. Yes. As yes. the, vic- the pro, um, possible victim. On a less serious... If you found out that somebody put a love potion on you... I would... I would feel violated. Like, I don't, like, I would feel violated. I do think it's completely inappropriate. Like, like putting the imperious curse on you. Like, yes, it's, it's terrible. It should be illegal. 
it should definitely be illegal. In Descendants, it's illegal. Well, there you go. There you go. Daylene Woodley would never do. I'm just I'm so mad. That was. Just for the listeners out there, I was referencing a Disney Channel uh, original movie, and Molly was referencing a Shailene Woodley, um, um, George Clooney film. Like an actual, like, film film. Like a film that was nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, good times. Classic mix-up. It's Classic. Like blue avatar versus other avatar business. I would rather refer to blue avatar as the other avatar. Well, I just don't know what to call like the last airbender. Right. But like if I'm just saying avatar, like they're cl- it's clearly the blue one. Like you know which one that is. Yes, when you say blue avatar. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like it's a yeah. very distinct description. I just I just think we should give the last airbender the respect it deserves okay let me let me take that back so <laughs> it could be like the whole avatar versus blue avatar business thank you thank you thank you um i do love this harry is the hot man on campus business though separate from it being like inappropriate with the love potion i think it's so funny because it's harry like <laughs> The worst person for this, like, they're really barking up the wrong tree. Right. Like, he's not smooth. (laughs) He's not, like, ready to be a heartbreaker. (laughs) He has... Harry. He's already, like, splitting attention between Draco and Jenny. Like, you cannot add other... Don't confuse him more. He's already struggling. And look at how long it took him to realize that he had feelings for Jenny. I mean, she literally had to make out with someone in front of him before he was like, oh no. Before his creature was awoken. Please stop. (laughs) His creature was already awoken with Draco and then he was just real confused when the whole Jenny situation happened. Yeah, he's really woke now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm mad at us <laughs> let us have a podcast somebody had to say it i'm just picturing like a uh, a poster with harry's face on it that just says woke at the bottom um <sighs> Oh dear, not in this climate. Am I right? Um, I I think it's very astute of Harry to like um of um him to like realize this thing about the potions and how they're getting in and how that could translate to something other stuff getting in. Um, mm-hmm. But he really jumped to Draco quite quickly, never far from his mind. Um, always, always right there in the back of his mind. But very astute. Very astute. Good for Harry. Um, I have some more cues. About the potions? No. no. I have some, I don't know if this is jumping ahead of you, but um, Mrs. Uh, Are you at um, Pinch, as I've called them? (laughs) I'm almost to Pinch. Um, that's what I thought my note was about, but I have a note before. Oh, okay. says, uh, Mrs. Uh, Pence, horrified, uh, Madam Pence being horrified at the book treatment is a mood. Hilarious. <laughs> and then now I met Pence. What is this fan fiction that Harry and Hermione are writing about? That's I said. Madam Pence. Okay. I love that Harry is working on a fan fiction and it's about Pence. Filch and I just have so many questions. Why do they have the best couple name in the entire series? Pinch? I mean, come on. It's the best. I do think Harmony is better, but... um, Can you imagine their, like, wedding hashtag? Like, pinch me, I'm getting married? Oh, okay. That's really cute. 
pinch me. That I'm would just off the top of my head too. Like, but here's the thing. I shit pinch now. Thanks. Like, JK Rowling, how could you not follow through on pinch for us? Like, it feels like canon. If, I hope so. I do like, no matter, even though Filch is a terrible person, I do want him to have happiness. <laughs> I want him to have something other than his goddamn cat. Yeah. Well, this does ruin my theory that Mrs. Norris is his wife and anime is <laughs> stuck in Animagus for. Well, that is dark, though, yeah. Well, but, I want him to at least move on if that's the case. Yes. I I think Pinch is canon. It's made by Hermione. It's made canon by Harry and Hermione. And I am obsessed. I'm obsessed with their friendship level that this is something that they've discussed before. Oh, no. I think this was the first time. And then they, like, fully discuss it yeah, as they, Yeah, they keep talking about it. I guess that's what I meant. Not discussed before, but they, like, continue talking about it. But Harry's thought about it. <laughs> Harry's like, come on, though. Right? Like, you see it, right? Um, yes. And Harry, who's oblivious to anyone that is remotely interested in him, picks up on the fact that Madam Pence, who he spends the least amount of time with, has a crush on Argus Filch. Incredible. Iconic. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with that journey for you, Harry. <laughs> um, uh, in, in other words, I think in this chapter, not most, most prominently, but not necessarily only this chapter, this book as a whole, I think you can really tell that they're like teenagers. Like they're talking like teenagers now, which is so nice. It's so fun. And I think it was partly this because this joke about Pence and Filch just reminded me of something that like our friend group might've said like in college or something. Yeah. Or even in high school. Like, Yeah. In high school, but we didn't know each other in high school. No, but like something like I would have said to a friend. Yeah, for sure. Like, and it's also like very natural. Like it doesn't seem like, oh, they're like, oh yeah no like it didn't seem like it came out of nowhere I think it's been a very subtle like build in their language but they do like talk like teenagers now I like that Harry straight up knows that these cauldron cakes are full of love potion and he doesn't immediately throw them out instead he's like I'll take them up to my room what's wrong with him there's a fireplace right there wait 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 I have a note before that that says, okay, Ron, fuck you. There's no need to make fun of her, you asshole. That's after. That's after Cauldron Cakes? Yeah, because that's when they're in Transfiguration together. Oh, oh, yes. Okay, okay. That's where I am, too. Yeah. Ron, you are in the wrong. That's a call back to the... He's more than in the wrong. But I mean, like, he's already in the wrong. He's the one with the fucking girlfriends. Like, how dare you? How dare you? How dare he? He has reverted back to first year before he knew her. Right. Like, there is, like, she, I feel like, has every right to make fun of you. Also, Harry makes a great point later. Everyone was laughing, including me. And that's so uncalled for and below the fucking belt. I was so angry. I was so, so, so mad. I just, I, I could have screamed. I could have screamed at Jim Dale. I, and it's not even Jim's fault. Of course not. I just really, I have no words for how angry I am at Ron. He sucks. He sucks. Um. And... And he's being a terrible person and a terrible friend. And I hope he gets run over by a hippogriff. Luna nailed it, in my opinion. Yes. When she said, um, and we can let Jim read it if we want, but he says very funny things sometimes, doesn't he? But he can be a bit unkind. I know. (laughs) And I mean, it makes Harry a little uncomfortable, but Harry certainly doesn't disagree with it. Right. I mean, Luna's being a queen here. I also love that Luna came to help Hermione. So sweet. And I also love that Harry also was like, 
Ron's being an asshole. I clearly need to go check on Hermione right now. Thanks a lot, bud. Like, yeah, and I didn't really pick up on the Luna Hermione thing because they don't have like the best relationship, but I do like really appreciate, obviously I appreciate Luna, but like, I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't like specifically note that. Yeah, I just think it's really sweet that Luna goes over to comfort her. Um, um, top one of my top favorite scenes from a Harry Potter book. Is that where you're at? Him asking her to the... Yes. Yes, I am. It's one of my favorite scenes, too. For, for On layers. There are layers to it. Yes. First of all, I love this moment where Luna says that Ginny is being nice to her. Like she's that where Luna's like it's been lonely lonely since the DA, but Jenny's been nice and she's been standing up to people that have been making fun of me. And then I have the follow up note: I would die for Jenny Weasley. After obviously, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, second, this scene between Harry and Luna is so wholesome. It's so sweet. You just want to smile. Where Harry's like, "Do you want to go with me?" as friend and Luna's like no one's ever asked me to go to a party as friends before I would love to go and she's smiling from ear to ear and I could cry I love that she's like she kind of repeats back the like as friends because it's almost like she'd rather go not not like Harry specifically but she'd rather go with somebody as a friend because she doesn't have friends than like a romantic like date And I yeah, she doesn't care that he doesn't like it's not about that. She's yeah, like, exactly. oh Harry, you're calling me your friend. Like no one's calling me friend. Yeah, that's what she's picking up on in my very heart. Harry like was very close to Runin when he was like, now I'm kind of hoping she says no, but I don't care. He was yeah. a for asking her, and I love that he didn't even think about it. He was just like, I like Luna. Her. Obviously, I'll ask Luna. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm not crying. You're crying. It was the sweetest. I, I mean, I we've talked about this moment in other books because yeah. I always think about this as like one of Harry's like most genuine, like good people moments. And Harry's obviously a good person, but like this is such a like moment that you can really point to. For and sure. he's not even doing it to be like, I'm going to be a good guy and ask Luna because she, she just does it. Yeah. He's just yeah, a sweet he's boy and kind to Hermione in this chapter. Oh, for sure. For sure. His emotional teaspoon is at least a tablespoon now. Oh, he has grown. You like know what that is? Growth. Growth. I have some notes for Peeves' song. Okay. I didn't. So. He says Potty loves Looney or something. Yeah. I feel like Potty loves love good was right. Loves love good was right there, and I feel like he missed the mark a little bit. I'm also well. Actually, I did note one thing about Peeves. I'm like really impressed that he knows everyone's name at the school. What else does he have to do? I mean, but he's seen thousands of students come through there. But he's always ready with people's names. That's true. I just had a thought. Are you ready? Yes. In the Gossip Girl of Hogwarts. Okay. Peeves is Gossip Girl. XOXO. XOXO P. Um, yeah, I, Peeves has like a, a special role in the story for, for sure. sure. I would He's love to see a short out of the movie. <laughs> I know. I would love to see a short story from his perspective on things that happened. Yes. Me too. He must see so much stuff. He knows the deep shit, okay? He knows what happens in the prefect bathroom. Ew! <laughs> Although I, I wouldn't want to read about that from Pete's point of view. Ew. Ew. Um, Please continue to drag him, Jenny. Jenny drags Ron. I love it. I love it so much. Also, more. also, Luna being, her talking about Luna being so pleased and her thanking Harry for, like, being nice to Luna. Yeah. 
Well, and I'll just, for the listeners, what I was referring to was Ron being like, why would you take her? You could have taken anyone. After Luna just said that you were fucking funny, Ron, but unkind, and this is a perfect example. Also, I really don't think you have a leg to stand on, Mr. I'm dating Lavender Brown. Whoa. Do not come after Lav like that, but you wouldn't have even been invited to the party if it wasn't Hermione, and now you don't have an invite, Ron. Ron, but... I do think Lavender deserves that read. Like, like, I think on the same level that Ron is saying that Luna is embarrassing, Lavender is embarrassing in the context of Ron and Harry. Like, yes. I think Lavender's embarrassing, but in terms of the school, Lavender's popular. Right, but I'm saying, like, in the context of their friend group where they are, like, where and Lavender is a ridiculous yeah. option for them. Like, yeah. they just do not work so I think Ron needs to shut his mouth truly he's got such an ego boost and it is unwarranted completely unwarranted and then yes Harry James Potter you call Ron out you double down when he's like you were mentioned it before, but when yeah. he's like, you should apologize to her. Also, I laughed too, because it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Hilarious. I want to see what Ron looks like with a handlebar mustache. Me too. Although I will say, Ron has never looked hotter than when they're trying to disguise him from this, like, when they go into the ministry that one time and they give him that, like, facial hair and a little bit of long hair. I'm like, Ron looks good, okay? I know that they're trying to make this not his look, but it for sure should be his look. Any, like, honestly, like, fourth book Ron, when he's, like, real grumpy, I think is very attractive. Uh Uh-huh. Rupert Grint, I think, is attractive, so... Um, yes, I'm at the Petty Hermione, and I'm loving it. Even though it's Cormac, I am loving it. I am loving every moment of this scene between Hermione and Pavardi, where they're both like, (laughs) yes, I'm smiling, but I could slap you right now. Amazing. And then Harry being like, girls are so weird. What's happening? But we know exactly what's happening. Them just being, just having, like, a catty little... The most passive-aggressive. Oh, so good. So good. It's delicious. Do you think that Lavender and Pavarti know that Hermione and Ron are, like, low-key a thing? I kind of don't. I don't think so, because... I don't think it, they consider Hermione as, like, a dateable option. But they did see her go with Crumb, but I think because they see them all three together, they're, like, maybe Hermione and Harry have a thing. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think they would have considered it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that, and I'm, I'm, like, I want to believe that narrative, too, like. <laughs> Because they, like, immediately put their heads together about this whole Cormac thing. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. they Yeah, so I don't think they really have, like, considered that her and Ron have that thing, which is why I think it's such a big blow to lab later. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> laugh, laugh. And then when Hermione, yes, when she comes out with that Cormac, I'm going with Cormac McClagan. I am just... I'm meeting Cormac at eight, so. Amazing. (laughs) And Hermione gets her own, like, little bit of karma from this move, but I feel like it's so worth it, and I hope she thinks it's worth it. Oh, it is worth it. Ron is seething. His little, like, neck pops out of his hole, like, he's a little. The funniest part, though, is, like, he, like, Ron's not even going to see them at the party together. So this is just for this moment of saying that they're going together. Yes. And then, like, the, the that Ron won't even, like, be there to see what happens. Um, and then her, like, final line, which truly just 
it takes Ron's body and then it was already dead, but she kicked it for extra effect. She was like, oh yes, I like really good Quidditch players. Slay. 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 Drag him. Incredible. I caught it. Also, I hate, I kind of hate that they're all like, oh yeah, Cormac's a Quidditch player. He's not a Quidditch player. He's never been on the team. Like he just owns a broomstick and plays, I guess, by himself. (laughs) He's not a Quidditch player. (laughs) Unless he has like a club team, which we talked about, but (laughs) I just thought about that. (laughs) I was thinking about that in this chapter, but I think everyone must just, like, he must talk about Quidditch a lot, and then he must, yeah, he must play, like, over the holiday, you know? Yeah. Um, I met the Luna and Harry. Yeah, me too, and I just love the description of, like, her outfit, and then Harry being, like, all in all, she looks pretty good today. Like, she looks, like, pretty or whatever he says I'm just like my heart I kind of ship Harry and Luna a little bit I've talked about this before I I ship them I know we decided that like we like Ron and Luna to better as like a first dating but I still in the context of the book ship Luna and Harry in this moment here and then I think they could have just all had a lovely moment later where they realized that they are both into Ginny um and I I think I we like well we are like I follow this a lot but there is a part of me that again like really loves Harry having these like really genuine female friendships oh for sure I just I just think it's like I can see it like he was like I didn't even mean to like ask her we were just going as friends yeah and then he like sees her in this different light and especially later when like she's like saying those ridiculous things to those ministry heads and Harry's just like laughing and seeing like how charming Luna can be like in that situation. It's just kind of cute. Yeah. That's what my note was about was the um, conspiracy theory that Rufus Scrimtor is a vampire. And I think I really hope it's true because why would somebody suppress that story, especially based off all the other stuff that the Quibbler comes out with? I'm just saying. I think so too. I had that same note. I was like, I don't know. Maybe Luna's right. Um, I do wish we got more on vampires and fairies in general in the wizarding world. I think they were great color in this chapter, but I wish I knew more. I love that this party is happening. It reminds me of the Yule Ball. I don't understand why it takes, like, Slughorn coming to the school for them to, like, have parties. Like, why can't they throw these parties, like, regularly? They they do in fan fiction. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Because it's fun, like, to take a there. For sure. Um... I love that. And also I would like to point out that they probably do have these parties, but Harry, Ron and Hermione are always like saving the world. (laughs) True. I did think about them. Like Harry doesn't know about the party. It's like after a Quidditch game. Right. And like half the time people hate Harry anyway. So they're not inviting him to a party. Poor Harry. (laughs) He's invited to all of them this year. He's a hot man on campus. The chosen one. The chosen one. Um, I love this escaping Cormac thing Hermione is doing. And it's le- it's leaving her, like, disheveled. Like, what does this escape plan entail? Right. Well, I think she's just constantly on the move, I guess. Yeah. Like, but Harry looks at her and is immediately like, what happened to you? Like, <laughs> Um, I had just, like, a short note on, like, the whole vampire biography thing. I was, like, Rita Skeeter is working on Harry's, um, biography. Yes, I have that. It won't be good, but it's already been claimed. Oh. 
I had another note about Hermione. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I just love this, like, working assumption that I'm also assuming that Hermione is just like, yeah, I thought about asking Zachariah Smith, meaning, like, whoever she asked was going to say yes. Like, she asked Cormac, and he said yes. I I love that she's like, yeah, I would have asked this person or this person. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I don't care. I, I also and love they Hermione, yes. I also love Harry's like anger at the idea of her asking him. Like she's like, you would have asked. He already thinks it's so bad that she asked Cormac. He, Harry is thinking about how this ruins his life. Sure. <laughs> um, I am concerned about Trelawney's drinking problem. Also, super racist. For sure. Like, it came out. There was a lot there. A lot there. We're speaking about her comments about friends. Not nice. Not nice, indeed. LOL about the ores and gum disease. Luna. Also, like, gum disease. Let me find that quote, because that was so funny. Um, um, The ores are part of a rot thing conspiracy. They're working out to bring, bring the Ministry of Magic from using a combination of dark magic and gum disease. I believe it. <laughs> um, my note on that was just like, I want another sidebar book of just like compilations of Luna talking to professors like Snape and just like those interactions just seem so funny to me. Yes. Because like even Snape, I feel like isn't going to be like outright nasty to Luna like he is to Hermione or Harry, but he's not going to know what to say. Like, I just, that's true Snape doesn't like come for her he's just like like how would you how would he even come for her like she's like imperturbable uh that's not the word um impenetrable with that kind of stuff like obviously things hurt her but I mean like if he was like if he tried to come for her she would just be like that's what you think (laughs) or like she'd be like oh they must have caught me your head too. <laughs> you know, like, she would just be like, how sad for you, Snape. But... Yeah. Speaking of Snape, do you think that he, at this point, is figuring out that Harry has the book? Because he's, like, raising an eyebrow at why Harry... I think he knows, he's like, what's going on with that? I don't think he knows that Harry has the book. I don't think he would jump to that conclusion that quickly. But I do think he's, like, yeah. Also, Harry, you're not that naturally good at potions, even if I was nice to you. Do you think <laughs> that he heard what Slughorn said, like about him having his mother's talent? No. Because Slughorn says it, and then immediately after, like pulls Snape into the conversation. But I, I mean, he might have. Yeah. As if he had. I want him to I'm surprised that Snape doesn't like well, I guess he just doesn't think of Harry as anything like Lily, which is why he just can't get past that. But like the fact that she was so good at potions, like that's what Slughorn keeps saying he thinks is like natural ability. Right. I mean, if honestly that could be a reason why Snape initially is so hard on Harry in potions as just a like another reinforcement of you're just like James you're nothing like your mother yeah like you don't even know what a bizarre is yeah um I'm at Draco now same I have some notes to Harry Harry did seeing Malfoy make you happy because that's that's what he says yes he does say that. And then I said, 
Harry studying Malfoy's appearance. And then the statement, I haven't seen him up close for ages. I'm just going to leave that there. I think it's on the, it's out there. It's explicit. <laughs> He's worried about him. He's, He's clearly concerned. He's concerned. So the part that made me uncomfortable was not that <laughs> Um, It was like how Malfoy was like talking to Slughorn and it just seems so sad. Like he's like, my grandfather always spoke so highly of you. Like Like, that whole, like, even though like Malfoy sucks and like his whole like sucking up to people sucks, like there was something about it like this time. And especially because Slughorn doesn't like care. I don't know. It just felt very sad to me. And like, I, I guess I was like uncomfortable being sad for Malfoy in this moment. Oh, I see. That makes more sense. I don't feel bad, but I feel when I feel sad for him. So it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. I just do genuinely feel bad for him. It's like watching someone grovel. Like it's, yeah, it's it's like pathetic, which is what makes you feel sad for him. Right. And I think, and I, I think maybe it's, like, a mix of uncomfortable. Like, I think I'd be uncomfortable if anyone was, like, groveling like this because it's just, like, it's uncomfortable to watch somebody do that. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I, I mean, this this part doesn't play around. Although, just to lighten the mood, we do get the line from Snape, I shall decide how hard or otherwise to be. No, thank you. I was like, please stop. Like, he's, like, yelling at Slughorn in this party. And if I were a teenager at that party, I would have cracked up laughing. Like, he's like, I shall decide how hard or otherwise to be. I was like, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Are we ready to deep dive? Yes. I have so many thoughts about this line what thoughts have you been hi- have you been concealing from your master slash the information that Bellatrix has been teaching Draco Occlumency? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um. Well, I had a co- like I had a general note like, dude. I don't know why I felt like I need to say that in my notes, but dude, this doesn't look good for Snape. This like whole conversation as a reader. Oh, it's bad person <laughs> um but it definitely proves that hp or that's how i write harry in my notes hp um harry is right that he's up to something oh for sure um like the who else would he be referring to when he's like right yeah. but okay so now i'm at the part that you were talking about like i'm sure that bellatrix is telling um Malfoy not to trust Snape specifically I don't think the Occlumency is like specifically for Snape but like um which is like ducked up because she knows like it's putting Snape's like life in danger by like not helping Malfoy right I more meant though that I don't think the Occlumency is for Snape like I think that might I think you're right that might yeah I think it's but I do think he's concealing things from Voldemort because here I think, and this is a stretch, but go with here is where I think that Malfoy is putting on this. I'm proud to be doing this act because it just feels a lot. This conversation feels a lot like the conversation with Slughorn where he is like putting on this show and he's like about to crack at any moment. Sure. Like, like I've got a plan. I've got a plan. The plan's going to work and it's fine. And I think, and then he gets really upset because he thinks that Snape is going to try and try and take credit. And then he can't, then if it Snape does it, then he can't release his father and his mom isn't safe. Like Draco doesn't like keep fighting with Snape when Snape says that stuff about his dad at the end of the chapter, he just leaves. So I think Draco is scared very scared and oh for sure right but I just mean like this I think this is where people get that thing that fan fiction thing that Draco never really wanted to be a death eater because I think there is a read of these sections where he's just like this was something that he had to do in order to save his family 
I think it's both, but like the Draco we saw earlier in the book was very different from this Draco. Right. Um, even like at um Diagon Alley, like not just on the train. Um, I think it's more telling of like or more questions are raised about like what Bellatrix is trying to do. Like, is Bellatrix teaching him just because she thinks it's a good skill or does she know like it's going to help him like when he talks to Voldemort and like does she use Occam and Sagan to Voldemort like I don't think it's for Voldemort I think it's probably again for like Dumbledore and stuff because his, oh, his that's job is to kill Dumbledore so I think it's to try and like conceal him against Dumbledore um yeah, I mean, I can see, yeah, I definitely think that Draco's scared, but, like, I think that that, I think that happens naturally through the book, where Draco gets, like, disenfranchised, or disenchanted, disenchanted with the whole Death Eaters and Voldemort. I think it happens really quickly, because I think once he gets in it, he, like, realizes right away, but I do think that, like, I still stand by that initially he, like, wanted to do this, and he wanted to do it for his dad, but, like, I think he also just wanted to do it. Yeah, I, I go back and forth on it every time. I think there are decent, um, there are decent reads for both, because I do think, I think, I just think that's interesting that he specifically, that Snape says, first what have you been concealing you've been concealing from your master like it's like Snape knew already that Draco was putting putting on airs or putting on an act of but some sort. Snape also might be like goading him a little bit like um in some ways yeah because I also like as weird as it was to see Draco so like kind of pathetic it's weird to see Snape so desperate and I think that this kind of supports like what we were talking about like that Dumbledore actually is really worried and he's putting all this pressure on Snape to like and I think Snape likes Malfoy like I think he doesn't want to see him hurt or do this stuff you know I think he genuinely wants to help him um on top of that he'll die if he doesn't (laughs) but Snape I don't think is afraid of dying. Me either. I I just think that is. I think he's doing it. Yes, he cares about Draco and wants him to get out of this situation. But I also think that he, Dumbledore is really putting a lot of pressure on Snape because I think we see that scene um, at some point. There's something in my mind that really um, keeps coming up every time we talk about this whole thing. But yeah. I don't know if it's a, in this book or if it's in the next book. The, the, the Prince's Tale chapter? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they definitely do a cut-over scene in the seventh movie, part two, in the Prince's Tale chapter, of, um, like, Dumbledore being, like, the Malfoy boy, blah, 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 blah that whole situation. Yeah. Like, um, I think that he's genuinely scared of what Draco might do on, like, accident. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, like, and then I just love, I do love this line from Snape, where would I have been all these years if I didn't know how to act? I know. So good. It's such a great Snape line. Like, oh almost the best Snape line in a lot of ways because it just fully surmises his character so well. It, like, it has so many layered meanings. It's just so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, like, it's also just so hard to see, like, Draco is clearly like what Snape says you're like so immature like you have you have no idea what you're into and like you don't know how to act whether it's with you know the Hogwarts world or if it's with Voldemort like you're not ready for this you're not ready and you're messy and you're sloppy yeah for sure like even if he wanted him to succeed as a Death Eater it's like yeah like he's like you're going about this badly frankly 
but he's going about it badly because he doesn't want it to succeed. Like Dumbledore calls Draco on Draco on that later, where he's like, "These are not the actions of someone who like wanted me dead." Right. Um, I didn't have any more notes after that. Me either. But yeah, it was definitely juicy. But like, I don't, I don't know if I really explained like the uncomfortability, but it's just like the changing of characters that we've seen in one light, I think, and like seeing them in like this completely different one. Oh, I love that. I think that's why I love the six books so much is because I love this shift. It makes everyone darker and prettier and like real complex people and I'm like I think for the story it's amazing and awesome I think for me as like a reader I want what like I was told like I want what I was sold (laughs) yes yeah I I feel that um like and also like that now he's a more serious enemy like before it was like oh Draco's like the school bully like we know that type and now he's like a serious player and like could do some real damage and it's like now we have to have real like complicated feelings about him rather than just like the school bully kind of right but I do think uh, I hate to compliment she who must not be named but I do think it's like a mark of what good writing it is that when we see him shift from school bully to actual enemy what we think about is like oh he's a kid like them not like oh we've always hated Draco like somehow she's done it where we feel sorry for him which is like the intended purpose and it's just very good writing I mean that's a hard shift to make (laughs) I feel so many emotions, obviously, during that scene in the seventh book of when they're at Malfoy Manor. Like, there are so many feelings. It's so sad. It's, are you talking about, like, the first chapter of the book? Or are you talking about later when Draco's trying to identify Harry? When he's, when they're all there. Yeah, that part's sad, but I also get sad in the beginning to watch, like, the Muggle Studies professor die. Like, it's just, like, there's yeah. a lot, oh, it's so but I was thinking about when they're all there, and it's, like, yeah. I want to believe that he's, like, protecting them, which I do believe that, but it's also, like, but he's still there. Like, it's still, like, partly his fault. Like, not, you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. not I mean, I do think he's a little bit of a prisoner in his own home at oh, that point. they all are. Like, and you right. see that. But it's also, like, what did you do to get to this point? Like, Right, for sure. sure. Like, he's not blameless. But I do think he makes, oh, that, like... For sure, he's, like, doesn't want to be there and doesn't want to help. But he's still, like... Like, I don't know. There's just... Well, well, no, it's, it's, cer- it's certainly complex. It's Yeah. It's just so many feelings. There are a lot of feelings. Ugh. Did you have a quiz cue? A QQ? I, I do. A quiz cue. Have a quick cue. Um. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. What does Ramilda offer Harry when they get back to the common room? First, she offers him gilly water gilly juice gilly water and then the cauldron cakes yes or bubble juice gil, gil, it was gilly water it's gilly water yeah. you're right um what was harry reading for charms when ron was trying to like talk to him about this whole hermione crumb situation again uh I'm guessing the spell that no, what is it? Quintessence, a quest. I would never. <laughs> Not in a million years. It's mentioned twice. Oh. <laughs> but that's it was hard. <laughs> um, I gave it one oh three points. I gave it one hundred and forty points. 
but just, I mean, I, I love any chapter where I get to deep dive my boy. And also I just love the drama. I'm, I'm here for the drama. So much drama. So much drama. My champ is Harry. My champ is also Harry. And my rat? Um, yeah. Ronald? My buffoona is Ronald. What a buffoona. A true buffoona, Ron. Ugh. <laughs> I can't wait for them to make up because I'm so mad. I <laughs> I actually really like this whole Christmas. That next chapter is chapter 16, A Very Frosty Christmas. Like That's such a great chapter title. How are we going to outdo that? It's going to be juicy. I love it. So much juice. Even without um, somebody coming and setting the burrow on fire, it's somehow still like a really good chapter. Yikes. That was an act at the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was, you subtweeted the Harry Potter film. I was so mad that that happened. Me too. Um, well, y'all, write us a review if you're enjoying, or even if you're not, still write us a review. Yeah, if you're not, write us a review and tell us why you weren't writing a review. But, like, make it five stars. <laughs> five stars. We really want other people to find the podcast because, look, the truth of the matter is that if you're still listening, you clearly like it. So don't you want other people to like us too? That's all I'm asking. It's it's a simple favor. <laughs> you quoted that like a simple favor is a movie every, it's like a household film. Well, like it's a notebook. <laughs> I was going to say that phrase anyway, but I knew you knew the movie. So that was purely for you. I loved it. I knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> you said it almost with a wink. Amazing. All right. Well, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.